With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Speak the Truth podcast. I am your host, Matt Tario. Rob is out today, but he will be back tomorrow. Before we get going, I want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, HelloFresh, for sponsoring this video. Before we get going for the day, I have something that I want to use to bring to y'all's perspective. Um, it is a video that came reportedly out of the Robotnia area last Friday. Um, let me go ahead and pull it up on your screen and show you guys exactly what I'm talking about. Now, Ukraine has been under conflict for over a year now. I think we're like a year and a half some, in some change, something like that. Anyways, the amount of destruction that takes place in this country, I know you guys have seen videos of it, but I'm going to keep showing you these things just to kind of like drive home to it. Now, this is outside of Robotnia, and this is just a soldier walking through the area. And the reason I'm showing you this is because as we go through a lot of the stuff today, I want you to keep it in the back of your mind that Ukraine's going to have to rebuild after this conflict. They're going to have to rebuild. This is just one little field. I want you to take a look at the amount of destruction that actually takes place when you have a full-scale conventional conflict going down. It is quite literally scorched earth that these men are out there fighting in on the front lines. Quite literally scorched earth. There is not a tree that is complete that I can see. Everything's burnt. Everything's just knocked down. Just It's just it's hell on earth what's going on over there. Just absolute hell on earth. All right, we have a lot of different things that we're going to be reporting on today. Um, we're going to open up with kind of a little bit of the map. Um, but before we begin the map, I want to let you know what we have up ahead. We're going to go over some of the updates on the front line because there has been a lot of, well, I want to call it a lot of movement, but there has been some, what I view as some significant gains taking place, particularly in the Robotnia area and over by Bakhmut. Um, additionally, there is some new videos coming out from Russian uh, forces that have been captured by Ukrainians, and we're going to continue to touch on some partisans. And remember last week how we talked about Tucker Carlson being kind of like a pain in the butt for um, the media and what he was putting out? Well, Russian media has got a hold of him, and they absolutely love this guy now. And, and Russian media is just doing the most with it, just the absolute most. Tucker is kind of, it looks like they've just got him on their leash. So always fun. But let's go ahead and jump over to the front line, and we'll get you guys updated on everything that's going on on there. So I'm going to pull up ISW's map, and we're going to start down in the south. Over on the Kyrgyzstan front, there is not much going on at all. Um, no real movement, no significant gains, nothing's really taking place over there. So it looks like Ukraine is just kind of holding tight for the time being along that front line. Here's where it gets fun. Let's drop down to Robotnia, and let's take a look at what significant gains, first and foremost, Ukraine has made. And it has to do with this area right here. This one, you can see me moving my cursor around right here. As you can see, Ukraine has officially broken through the Russian line. It's significant for many reasons that they were able to break through the front line. They, one, they have tank traps in that area, okay? So Ukraine's able to get through all of that. They had soldiers that were dug in for a very long period of time. They have anti-armor weapons in place. It's also covered by artillery fire. And all of that is on the road out to Verbov. Now, people have been telling me that Ukraine has been inside of Verbov fighting, which may very well be possible. Um, I have not seen anything to really indicate that. I did see one video that showed Ukrainian soldiers walking through a village, uh, hard to determine whether or not it was Verbov or not. What I did see also, which is uh, quite interesting that I haven't seen any reporting on really, and this is totally and completely unconfirmed. However, 
Um, there is now claims that Ukrainian forces are moving through these two villages up into the north. Now, if that's true, that Ukrainians are coming up and through the north, it looks like they may be just trying to take them out along the way and then possibly hitting Verbov uh, from multiple directions, one from the west and then one from the north, so that they're able to push down and in. That would be very interesting to see, um, in my opinion. Over and outside of the village of Robotnya itself, not very much movement has been taking place at all. I do believe that the Ukrainians are still just holding this ground to hold this ground to keep the Russians engaged on it, and they're not really looking at pushing in. I've seen plenty of information that uh, Russians are continuing to shell Robotnya uh, and UAF, that is, within the village itself. On the flip side, Ukraine is also sending artillery rounds back at the Russians uh, to that village just to the south. Let's zoom out of there. I'm going to bring you guys up over to the Starry Morsk region and, the, or excuse me, not region, uh, the village. Uh, not much has gone on there. Not a lot of movement. Nothing real significant has came out of there. However, let's go up to take a look at Bakhmut. Oh, where'd you go, Bakhmut? Uh, here I got to talking and lost my place on the map like I always do. All right, Klashivka, where you at, bud? There he is. There's good old Klashivka. In Klashivka, I know last week I said that Ukrainians had taken about 50% of the village. Well, now ISW has confirmed it and updated their map to reflect as such. You can see here, Ukraine is now in control of more than 50% of the village, with Russia contesting it right smack dab in the middle. So it looks like they're going to continue to push right up the middle and take that out. Likely, Ukraine's goal is to continue to push through Robotny, or I'm sorry, continue to push through Klashivka, um, over to this highway right here that leads north and goes straight into Bakhmut. Once they're capable of doing that, then they're able to push over to the east from the top and go cut it off from the north. I do believe that's what Ukraine's plan is going to be for this village before they launch a full-on frontal assault straight into Bakhmut. Now, out of Klashivka is where this video reportedly came from. Rob sent this to me yesterday because he loves to stay engaged while he's not here. Let's look at this video. Let me open it up, see if I can find it. We have a group of captured Russian soldiers out of Klashivka. Um, that's not the right video of captured Russians at Klashivka. This is though. Um, now whether or not this had taken place recently, I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but it was posted on September 4th and has drone footage of Russians walking out of Klashivka. Here they go. Now I did a he quick head count on this, um, to the best of my ability. There's one up in the woods, uh, one, two, where we go, three, four, five, Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve down at the bottom, and thirteen. So uh, possibly fourteen. So I've got either thirteen or fourteen Russian soldiers, about two squads worth, um, that are turning themselves over to Ukrainian armed forces out of Klashivka. That's pretty cool, um, truthfully, because Ukraine is making some pretty big advances. Um, well, I don't want to call them huge advances, but they're making decent. Uh, gains like you know football's won by three yard gains and i think ukraine's doing a pretty good job of making three yard gains in that area now what is causing them to do that why are these russians giving themselves up in that area and believe me i'm about to jump back up over the map because i got some other stuff to talk about as well but here is another video um that was just posted i put the date on it maybe you guys saw it this was posted on september 2nd of 2023 not that many views on it nothing like that but it is another group of captured russians now i don't think a video of captured Russians within itself is cause for extreme celebration like they just won the war. But what's interesting is the things that these captured Russians are saying it goes to the state of certain Russian units that are on the front line. Keep in mind that as I show you this video, that there is very well the possibility that these guys will 
coerced into saying this through many different techniques. However, I wouldn't be showing it to you if I thought that they were coerced into saying it. I think that these are valid statements. That's my personal opinion. I've got nothing to back it up other than my own personal experience. So let's take a look and see what these guys have to say. Says we are fighters of the 710th Brigade. They sent us to battle. They said there would be a rotation, but it didn't happen. They gave us no food, no water, no ammunition. We had one bottle of water per person for a day. They sent us under fire. That's all. We were sitting in our positions in a helpless situation. Ukrainian fighters surrounded us and took us prisoners. They sent us to fight like meat and did not provide any help. I'm going to go ahead and pause this video right here. Um, it, It goes on for another minute or so. Last week, I talked to you about the Russian troops not having enough ammunition to support the war. They had to go to the DPRK. Shogu did. He went to the DPRK begging for 155 shells for his troops. Russia begging for 155 shells from the DPRK. That's fine. You know what? Ukraine, they get our artillery. They get their artillery from the West. Um, I don't think I've seen a single video lately of Ukrainian troops um, shooting anything other than cluster munitions across the front line. And I've seen a lot of freaking videos of Ukrainian artillery um, going off. But they're, it's by and large, they're using a lot of our cluster munitions up on the front line. We're going to dive back into some of these videos, but I do want you to keep in mind when we talk about this, what's going on. All right, now bringing you guys back up over in the Kupiansk direction, there is not a lot going on from the Russian forces up there. They did have their initial assault that they ended up taking a little bit of terrain on, but the Rus- or the Ukrainian counteroffensive kicked in and slowed them down up here uh, north of Kupiansk. Now, they do have a very broad front that they opened up. So while I'm not seeing any reporting of the Russians taking any terrain over here or the Ukrainians taking any terrain back from the Russians, I am seeing a little bit come from uh, south of Kupiansk uh, by quite a ways. And it looks like the Russians may or may not be attempting to assault Kupians from kind of like the southeast and pushing northwest over towards it. Now, again, there is not a lot of reporting going on out of Kupiansk, but I did find some for y'all's enjoyment. Well, I beat on Russia for having their troops that are uh, well-equipped. Uh, the Kiev Independent put out this article uh, just a couple days ago. And, ooh, wow, that sucker moves when you spin it. All right, so the Kiev Independent put out this article a couple days ago um, on September 1st, 2023, and it's titled, New Brigade Bears Heavy Brunt of Russia's Onslaught in the Kharkiv Oblast. These are the soldiers that got pushed up over and outside of Kupians to to counter Russia's offensive to go take that city. And this is the direct testimony of the soldiers that were up on the line fighting the Russians up over there. Things that we've heard is that there are a bunch of conscripts over there. And I did show you guys videos a couple, I think a week or two weeks ago about some Ukrainian or some Russian Spetsnaz guys I found running across the front line. Now, these soldiers that they're interviewing, the Kiev Independent is interviewing, have a completely different understanding of the Russians than I think what we were told of what's actually fighting up there. So to start off, it talks about how these guys um, kind of got recruited. I believe that the the main guy that they're talking to was a lawyer at one point in time, and then he was conscripted. Um, his unit went over to Europe um, to do the NATO training, specifically to Germany um, to conduct the NATO training, and that they were there for about three weeks of base training before they kicked them over to the front line. So as we scroll through this um, and you go down um, 
kind of interesting to start off um, at, at one point in this article. He's like, hey, look, nobody's going to talk to you, right? Like you come here, nobody's going to talk. Um, just kind of leave it alone. But as they begin their conversation with this gentleman and they, and they start pressing him for information, then he wants to start chiming in about a lot of the stuff that's going on. So he says, number one, that they're over an hour east of Kupiansk. So they're more towards the Russian front lines. And he says they Russians conducted a big push over the past month and a half. Russian forces were alleged up to have 100,000 troops that way. This is coming from the soldier on the front line. This is what he was told and what he faced. Soldiers from different brigades told the Kiev Independent that the Russians in this area are experienced and well-equipped soldiers, extensively stocked with artillery shells and MLRS rockets. Completely different from the information that we've been getting. Soldiers from the 32nd are open about uh, how in over their heads they often feel. The infantrymen talk about being outmatched by the component and seamlessly fearless Russians troops they saw on this axis of attack. They state everything is not like what you read in daily briefings and on the news. This is according to an infantry sergeant who is in the thick of the fighting. Like most units, the 32nd is starved for vehicles and artillery ammo. Most of the good equipment is deployed to the counteroffensive in the Zaporizhia front. It also lacks battlefield experience from low ranks to commanding officers, nor do they have many options to draw on someone else's. The year 2022 ground down Ukraine's supply and experienced warfighters to the point where they um, can be said to be in shortage. So they go on to talk about the NATO training, saying that the physical fitness is pretty good um, that they got, but it didn't really do them a lot of good on the front lines. They complain and argue about um, being basically shoved in a foxhole and being scared to stick their head out. Um, here you go. Here's where he says it. None of these guys will talk to you. They don't want to think about it. He goes on further to state that the Russians are very well equipped in that area. I believe this is it right here. They have night vision drones, Orlans, and other tech. They see everything, um, Volodymyr said. Many of these drones are equipped with droppable munitions, having learned from the Ukrainians using this technique in 2002. What the Ukrainian soldiers are dealing with up there is is definitely different um, than the picture that has been painted for us over in the Western media. We have been told that Ukraine is well-equipped and well-trained. Um, their troops are saying that they don't have uh, the enough equipment, artillery, and that the Russians are well-equipped as well, and that they're basically afraid to move at night because every time they do, they get spotted. There's drones dropping munitions on them. They're outgunned and outmatched with artillery, and that the Russians do, in fact, have 100,000 soldiers up on the border um, in that region, according to um, the troops on the ground. So that's what they believe is going on up on that front. However, I don't think the Russians have that ability, um, like we just showed you with the other video where the Russians are saying that, look, we got dropped off on the front line. I think there's supply chain issues all across the board between Ukrainians and Russians. You know, Ukrainians are obviously directing most of their ammunition and support where they feel that they need it, which is over in the Zaporizhia Oblast where they're, they're I don't want to say throwing the kitchen sink at them, but kind of throwing the kitchen sink at them um, to punch through those lines and make an effective move um, down south. At the same time, Russia, I feel, is also doing a lot of that with their forces. Um, the The main focus, the main effort is protecting that area down the Zaporizhia Oblast. So while these other small fightings might be taking place, um, I feel like both sides are kind of pushing weapons and equipment down and into that region, and it's starving out their other troops to where neither side can really do much fighting at all and just kind of maintain the status quo. All right, so a new season calls for new meals, and HelloFresh has a fresh Fall lineup of delicious dinners and more to choose from. So take pick of your 40 weekly recipes that suit your lifestyle and veggies. They have everything from veggies to family-friendly fit and 
and wholesome. They have everything, guys. Now, HelloFresh is more than just dinners. You guys can also stock your fridge with easy breakfast, quick lunches, and fresh snacks. All you got to do is shop at HelloFresh Market and add any of these tasty time-saving solutions to your weekly box. Now, when you guys get HelloFresh, you know you're getting top-notch produce that's it's, it's been since travel. Because all this is travels from from them to your doorstep in less than seven days. That's crazy. Seven days to your doorstep. Now, I have been using HelloFresh for, for actually, I think, about two years now. So it's, it's great to have them as a sponsor. They're phenomenal, phenomenal products. My wife loves them. Saves a lot of time, guys. You need to seriously check them out. They'll be linked at the very top of the description. It's it's and it also gives you an opportunity to hang out with your loved one. You know, you get to make that that bonding. You get to bond with 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 making a meal, especially a fresh meal you're going to enjoy together. So go to HelloFresh.com forward slash fifty speak the truth and use code fifty speak the truth for fifty percent off plus fifteen percent off your next two months. Go to HelloFresh.com forward slash fifty speak the truth and use code fifty speak the truth for fifty percent off plus fifteen percent off your next two months. It's that. Easy. I'm telling you guys, it is America's number one meal kit. You need to check them out. I use them. You should too. The link at the very top description. Thank you so much for HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. So while we're bringing it up, what is actually going on in the Verboten area? Um, according to the Russians from the Russian side, over here I have a video for you from a Russian news media correspondent that was embedded with Russian forces um, over in the Verboten area and just got out of there a couple days ago. And this video ends up getting posted on the Kremlin Yap. And he's talking about what's actually taking place within the Russian lines and what's taking place with the Ukrainians and how the fighting is going down there from the Russian perspective, which if you don't look at uh, the opposite side's perspective, um, you're kind of missing out, which is why I enjoy looking at these things. So he says, all attention is now focused on the Zaporizhia direction, Verbotnya, Verbov, what's going on there? He says, good day, I just got back to There is heavy fighting, but contrary to all the statements of the Ukrainian media, the Verbotnya, Verbov line, the southern part is under our control, and the central part of the locality is the so-called gray zone. The Nazis are trying to gain a foothold there. Our artillery, lancets, UAVs, and aviation are working over on them quite seriously. We're using our Fab 500s with the UMGC, a unified gliding and correction module. Quite an effective weapon. There are even videos from the Ukrainians. They post the aftermath of its use. The Ukrainians use cluster munitions quite intensively. While I was there, we came under fire several times. I was several kilometers away. That is not on the line of contact itself, but a few kilometers away with tank crewmen. They're using cluster munitions including against our rear areas and the areas of concentration. We're going to talk about that in a minute. An unpleasant feeling, I tell you, nevertheless, if you are near a shelter, you can avoid serious consequences because you can hear a distinctive pop in the air. And you have about five to seven seconds to take cover. So I find that video incredibly interesting for many reasons. Uh, one, the guy is talking about Russia is holding very strong in that area and they're not trying to go anywhere. Um, that they are continuously shelling the Ukrainians. So I, I have looked into Robotnya lately, and they are continuously shelling that area. Um, the village itself looks pretty much beat to hell the same way it did in the past. 
um, but it's not livable by any means. You know, nobody's going to want to move back in there overnight, but they're going to have to in order to rebuild the area. But right now it's still you know, being engaged by artillery from the Russian side. At the same time, Ukraine's lobbing artillery back over at them. I've seen artillery strikes taking place in the village just to the south of Robotnia, as well as the, you know, entire front across there. Now, what's really interesting that this guy said is that they are targeting Russians in the rear. That uh, So Ukraine's actually out there spotting these Russians as they're bringing on incoming units and incoming supplies and targeting them with artillery, specifically with the cluster munitions, which is actually pretty pretty freaking cool um, that they're taking them out as they come up so ukraine's figured out a way to spot them and send artillery rounds on their supply lines as they're coming in now, the interesting part is the guy that said that you hear a pop overhead before and you have about five to seven seconds to seek cover before it actually hits that's true what that pop is that he's describing is that cluster munition opening up and all the uh sub munitions um, falling down and arming now where are some of these vehicles coming from that they're moving well it appears to be Again, can't confirm it, but it appears to be that they are coming out of Mariupol. So they're sending quite a few, as we can see here, armored vehicles out of Mariupol. Now, this video is posted a couple days ago um, showing these vehicles leaving and taking off, reportedly going up to the front line um, over by Robotnia. Now, of note, something that's interesting, and I'll just continue to talk while this video rolls, you can see all these people clapping and waving as they're going out. Now, some people would look at that and they'd interpret it and they'd say, hey, that is people supporting the Russians, telling them good luck, goodbye, go freaking get them. Um, there's another side of it um, that it could be people in there saying goodbye to the Russians, get out of here, go die. So who the hell knows whose side they're actually supporting. It does kind of look like they're supporting the Russians a little bit, but also they might not be actual Ukrainian citizens. They could be Russians that moved into the city that Russia put out there. So you never really know when you come and you look at videos like this as to what the actual... Um, hell is going on within there unless you're there on the ground so keep all of that in mind as you're looking at that but it looks like russia is sending heavy armor up from Mariupol up to the front line and they're continuing to do so because they're worried about the dang front falling out this next video that i'm going to show for you um, is rather interesting i told you i'd keep track of the partisan fighting that's taking place and this video is interesting from the partisan perspective for many reasons now when i open this video you're going to notice several things you know what let's just why do i even bother switching over let's just go back all right, so here we go. This video has got, I want to say it was like a couple hundred views. It's its its not, fit, not even, 56 views. Mind-numbing. So this is supposed to be uh, Ukrainian rebels um, that got a hold of a cluster munition. Now, something very interesting about this video when you look at it. Number one, the shell has been beat up, but I do not believe it's been fired. Number two, if you look right here up top, the fuse isn't in there. That's a shipping plug uh, that they're holding on. Oh, I don't know. I call them shipping plugs, but they have a shipping plug up in the the, the top of the artillery shell. So it's not armed, um, which means it probably wasn't fired, okay? Um, if it was fired, it was defused, but I don't believe it was fired because this this big fat area right here in the middle, the the ogive, it would have a lot more freaking grounds, like, uh, you know, when bullets are fired or when artillery shells are fired, they're sealed tightly to the barrel, and there's no evidence that that round has really been fired other than beat up during transport. Now, I believe the shell, because of that information, was probably supplied to these partisan fires by the Ukrainian forces themselves. So I believe UAF, uh, Ukrainian soft, probably hooked them up with these artillery shells in order to go against Russian fighters in the area. Now, here's what's cool about it. So these shells, they came in, what, 60 days ago? No, not even. 
maybe five weeks ago they arrived in Ukraine, whatever, however freaking long it was ago, these artillery shells arrived in Ukraine, and they managed to sneak them through the front lines into these partisan fighters in order to target the Russians. So let's see what this guy ends up doing with these. <laughs> That's right. Angle grinder, baby. Angle grinder and Crocs. Freaking Ukrainian rednecks. And they eventually get it sawed off and open it up. And inside, what you're going to see is the submunitions. Here in just a sec, when it pops it up. There they all are hanging out inside there. So they're going to take those apart. They're going to make several smaller IEDs out of them and um, use those over against the Russian forces. Now, interesting enough, this is not the only video. I told you I'd look deeper into the Parsons, and I found more information on them. They're not only doing things like this, but guess what? This is probably one of the most intriguing things now. Often when people think of partisan fighting, they, they think of fighting itself. And I explained in an earlier video, I explained in an earlier video that a lot of it has to do with sabotage. A lot of it has to do with hitting soft targets that you can get, right? These guys don't have a lot of ammunition. They don't have a lot of weapons and firepower, at least from what I can see. Um, so they're doing other creative things. Check this out. I love this. Never mind. Don't check this out. I can't show you. Five Russian soldiers were killed by Ukrainian partisans in occupied Mariupol. This came out just two days ago. The bodies surfaced on the beach with evidence of struggle on three of them. Apparently, this is not the first time either. Partisans get the soldiers blackout drunk and then drag them into the Azov Sea and drown them. When you look at partisan fighting and when you look at how pissed off people are, it's stuff like this that actually is more or less what you kind of need to look for. This is how you start finding the support for those different people in that area that you know that you can equip. So these people are going out. They're getting Russian soldiers drunk blackout drunk, taking them down to the sea and drowning them and killing them that way. It's freaking genius to be perfectly honest with you. It's, it's freaking genius. So go out and do that, but more so. All right. Um, I've got another video up here that I wish I could show you. Okay. Um, and it's again of partisan fighters, partisan fighters in Mariupol. And what they did was they set a freaking um, Russian base on fire. I doubt they set the entire Russian base on fire. And it doesn't state how they did it, but they ended up setting the base on fire. So that's very interesting. Now, I've done a lot of crapping on uh, Russia in this video, but Ukraine's not doing itself any favors right now, in my honest opinion. I, I, I talked about how Russia has a serious lack in soldiers and a lack in equipment and ammunition to the point where they're going to the DPRK and getting it. But what about Ukraine? How's Ukraine holding up? Well, Ukraine's got some issues. Let me take you over here and look. So Zelensky... Um, this article came out um, August 30th. Um, let's see if it has a date for when he did this. Uh, this is from Yahoo News. Zelensky announces full review of medical exemptions from mobilization. Um, so Zelensky essentially ordered um, all the medical exemptions that would get them out from being conscripts um, looked at because he felt that people were taking advantage of the conscript part where people were bribing officials to get fake medical documents and then fleeing the country um, because they you know, didn't have to fight, they didn't have to serve, so they left the country and went elsewhere. And Ukraine's running out of soldiers and they're looking at getting some more. And so Zelensky orders them to open this up and look into it. Now, um, just a couple of days ago, Ukraine ends up announcing, here's an article from the Kiev Independent. So a couple of days ago, Ukraine ends up um, announcing that they have overlooked, they, they looked at the medical exemptions and they made a couple changes. Specifically, 
um, when it comes to people with clinically cured tuberculosis, viral hepatitis, slowly progressing blood disease, thyroid gland disease with minor functional disorder, and those who are HIV positive without symptoms are considered still fit for military service. Those diseases that I just named for you and disorders still fit for military service, but there's more. In addition, people suffering from mild mental disorders, neurotic disorders, and slowly progressive diseases of the central nervous system and others have been added to the list. So what Ukraine is doing, all right, is they are essentially stating that just because you have HIV doesn't mean you get out of fighting. You have to show signs and symptoms of HIV. Um, if you have uh, viral hepatitis, which is a liver disease, my mom had hepatitis. It was very, very bad. Um, it makes it pretty hard for you. Cured tuberculosis, I can kind of understand depending on what your you know problems were occurred after that. But a lot of these uh, mental disorders and HIV positive people. So Russia is now taking this information. What they're saying is that Ukraine is sending forward a bunch of homosexuals to the front line that are HIV positive, along with mentally um, handicapped people that they're now conscripting to go to the front lines. I've seen stuff that have gone so far as to say, hey, you don't have a leg, but you still have an arm. You can go fight. That's not true. Um, this is the truth of what they ended up putting out. And that's what's going up to the front line. Now, if that wasn't bad enough for Ukraine, um, as far as that goes, do you remember how last week we talked about Tucker Carlson and him just being this ridiculous mouthpiece and spouting off a bunch of crap? Well, he's at it again and Russian news media picked up. And I kind of wish Rob was here to go over this because this is ridiculous. Um, let me just take you over here. So I'm not going to play this whole thing in its entirety. Uh, this is a seven-minute video clip over on Russia Media Monitor, um, one of Rob's favorite places to pull videos. I decided to check in, and wouldn't you know, Tucker Carlson's up, and they're going to talk about it. Um, this guy here. Let's just listen. You know it's great when Russia gets a hold of Tucker Carlson actually starts using it as propaganda for themselves. Самый популярный в Америке журналист Такер Карлсон уволен несколько Другие методы, включая уголовные преследования Трампа, What this guy is attempting to do, what this Russian is attempting to do is take what Tucker Carlson is saying and saying, look at how stupid America is. These are the people we're up against. They are buying, they are using his statements and the crap that he's spewing to gain support of the Russian people. They're going to continue on in this video and they're going to talk about, um, use statements from Tucker Carlson about how people that believe um, women can be men and men can be women and all of this transgender crap, those are the morons that are running this country. And so Russia is going to now use this information to foster support from their people based on all the crap that Tucker's spitting going over and working with you know, a pro-Russian NATO country interviewing their damn president talking about how messed up Ukraine is and how, how Russia is not to be blamed for this. I don't know. Maybe that's an unfair statement, but it's pretty accurate. 
нельзя проигрывать. Они пойдут на что угодно, чтобы победить. Как они будут это делать? Они станут вновь использовать для этого ковид. Они уже не могут этого сделать. Что же они сделают? Они начнут войну с Россией. Вот что они сделать. горячая война между Соединенными Штатами и Россией в следующем году. Я не думаю, что мы победим. Но это уже другой что это политическая мера. Соединенные Штаты могли бы закончить конфликт на Украине уже сегодня вечером. If the U.S. pulls its support from Ukraine, Ukraine's going to crumble. Well, the U.S. isn't just going to pull the rug out from underneath Ukraine and say, good luck with Russia. We would never do that. That's just, that's just ridiculous. But what we would do, I think what Americans would do, the American government would do, is use that as leverage to get Ukraine to come to the table. Right? That's totally different than what he just said. It's, it's totally different, in my opinion. Freaking Tucker, man. This dude just keeps feeding them. America has to stop in Ukraine. We are going to war. В противном случае мы вступим в войну с Россией. What's next? Exactly what Tucker Carlson is talking about. More importantly, who is making the decisions? They're not rational people. Еще печальное, что в США And he's just going to sit there and he's going to continue to trash on the United States government, the United States citizens, and everything that's going on within this country. So on one side, okay, we have uh, Russia troops that are not very well equipped, all right, in some areas. And we have Ukraine that is loosening its, um, cons uh, the way that they're recruiting people into their military, saying that if you have HIV, you get sent to the front line. Okay, and now we have Tucker Carlson that's going out saying all this transphobic crap um, about like our government. And so all of that is being bundled into one and being used by the Russian media in order to bolster support for the war, saying that, look, Americans are going to go to war with Russia. It's going to push support towards the Russians. Americans don't want to go to war with Russia. I think we covered that when we were out on the street and we were talking to people. Americans want nothing to do with the war in Ukraine. As a matter of fact, most Americans view this as not their problem. So the Americans don't want to do that. Will our government do it, though? I don't know. You tell me in the comments. But I think, I think, uh, yeah. maybe he's not far off. 
Maybe he is, but either way, that crap is doing nothing but inflaming Russia. And it's, it's doing nothing to help the current situation on the ground. And Tucker Carlson is just throwing crap out there uh, for his views, for his likes, for, for whatever the case may be, speaking to his base um, on some, some drastically off-center crap um, as it goes for this war. And the Russian media is being able to pick up on it and blast it back out. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, tomorrow, Rob will be back. Thank you guys for stopping in. Um, we will keep you up to date with everything that's going on on the front line. Until next time, peace, love, happiness, and God bless.